there's um like I'd a famous situation where a mixer was told uh, to make a change like that, just like something that would be imperceptible, and accidentally hit play uh, before making any changes, and was told, "Great, that ah. fixed it." <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. We all enjoy a great score and familiar song in our films and TV shows, but what is the thought process behind it? What does it take for it to be truly special? Today, we bring our own Will Newkirk for this episode of Nerds Explain the Film Industry with music editing. Uh, before we do all that, let's get all that housekeeping. We are joined by Will, like I said in the Hello. intro. I'm Josh. I'm Corey. I'm Tom. And this episode is, as always, brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, <laughs> as a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks like you get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. You oh, get, yeah. You get early access to episodes like these, like this uh -huh. episode that you're watching. Whoa. Uh, you get access to secret channels in our super public discord server so check mm -hmm. that out at the same time you are supporting us and upgrading our content and being the best that we can be so check it out it's a dope community to be a part of four quarters baby four quarters nerdon.tv backslash patreon and check out that discord nerdon.tv backslash discord a lot of fun peeps over there that have joined us via twitch and like it just keeps growing it's in triple digits now Triple digits. Triple digits. I can speak. This is audible. This is audible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and also shout out to Apogee, Odyssey, and Embody Audio. Embody Audio, 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 Audio. Audio. Check them out. <laughs> that is the housekeeping. Let us get into this episode. And I kind of want to start us off because in the very first Nerds Explain that we did, we talked about post-production audio. It's musical episode. I was waiting for it. You, you let us down. <laughs> I'm... Sometimes I let people down. <laughs> What's gone on with this musical episode? Um, I talked about that in the post-production process, there should be in like large productions, everything about the post-production has a team. There's, <laughs> there's Foley, there's dialogue editors, there's mixers, there's, you know, everybody has a team and there is a music editing team. That well, That is their, because here's the thing. Every team has their nuances. Like what I've done most of the time in my career is I'm doing full posts. I'm doing all of it. And I was going to say, no racial. You don't need to have everyone be ninjas right. and do every job. Yeah, yeah. no. Specialized teams, special pe specialized yeah. people to do specialized And here's the, here's the thing, and we talked a little bit um, off mic before we were recording. Like Will will have expertise in noticing oh, well. very certain things that are happening with the music and because this is what he's doing every every day sure and every day. and and the the cross the rest of your life noticing the difference between a crossfade or not or whatever or of like for me i i focus on trailers like i'm like oh that was a weird stop down or okay mm -hmm. they could have that's a weird way to ring that out okay interesting stop um, down I, I understood that reference i understood that reference so it's very it's it's cool to get somebody that this is their specialty because even though i do post production and I have certifications and blah, blah, blah. This is what you do. You went to blah, blah, blah school? I went to blah, blah, blah school. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, that, so I'm really excited to to talk to you about this because it's something that's like, I do I do, do music editing, but not to the the level that you do. So For sure. No, it's my pleasure being here. So thank you for having me. Of course. Um, yeah. You're so tall. I'm not that tall. You're I'm so tall compared to me right now. <laughs> it's so Dang. tall. Um, 
for those first uh, joining us, uh, Will's been on our show a couple of times, been in some of our videos on the YouTubes when we mm-hmm. went to E3. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, AKA uh, Junior Bacon. What is Western Bacon Junior Cheeseburger? Yeah, that uh, was his nickname for a bit. But before we, I still 100 percent understand how that came to be. But I don't either because we weren't there. It's, a, it's his love language, and I don't, I don't argue it. You know, it's not bad. You got to respect everyone's love language. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I like myself a little Western Bacon Cheeseburger. It's yeah. my favorite one. Oh, Who doesn't? Thank you. It's my favorite one. Uh, but before we, we, no, let's get into well, it. Well, I was gonna say, uh, you might have heard him on episodes of Game of Thrones, also with uh, our uh, COVID. You, you were like our first correspondent. Yeah. Yes, you indeed. dropped some knowledge to us. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to be dropping more knowledge today for Woo. our listeners. Less grim knowledge, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's true. Well, let's let's start basic. Mm-hmm. What is a music editor? What do they do? Um, there's kind of three prongs to what a music editor will do. Um, there's uh, first the temping, which is pretty early on in post-production where uh, the... The movie or TV show will require temp music, temporary music. And so I'll kind of go through scores from other movies or TV shows and uh, say, oh, this this would fit perfectly for this scene and throw it in. And then if the director approves of it, then we go on from there. So that's why um, clear, clear water is always in uh, every Vietnam War sequence, right? <laughs> yeah, it is, you start to see, yeah. <laughs> he just died inside yeah. just a little bit. Not, am I wrong? Uh, no. <laughs> I saw a slight roll of the eyes. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that, that, that means that you have, because I know that also in your uh, uh, your day-to-day life, you mm. you had a you were in a band, you were also a DJ or are a DJ. So it's like you have a natural feel to what might you have to, I would yeah. assume, when you're temping of like, exactly. this is, you're not going to, yeah. No, and, and the, the DJ kind of stuff actually really comes in handy specifically for the temping part of the process because, you know, this is not going to be in the final film. So you can kind of just play with it and like, you know, loop something and then add like a reverb, riser, you know, whatever it takes to kind of just give the feeling. Sure, um, yeah. Because then the composer later on will just take that sort of idea and then actually create original yeah. music. I've definitely um, had the issue with editing where I've done that, put temp music, and then I fall in love with the temp music where it's at. It's a yep. very dangerous job if you do it really well. but Yes, and that's a, a kind of colloquially referred to as temp love. And uh, <laughs> it can cause some real problems down the line. Because yeah. like licensing might come up. and you're like, Oh, man. Because yep. even the directors will hear it. I've, I've been in this situation where a client will hear it and they'll be like, we really like that temp music. And then it's like, mm. here's the Thing. Yeah, <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that I had a back and forth email with Sufjan Stevens uh, agency about using a song once that I temporarily put in. It fell through, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it, it definitely uh, can be a risky thing, especially yeah. because then, yeah, some directors will actually just try to straight up license that temp. Like, mm-hmm. I like this so much that I don't want the composer to do this. Oof. <laughs> Oopie. Oof. How, what, what goes through your mind when that happens? Are you like, Cool. I know we now I mean, we've kind of I, sidetracked. You're like, this, oh, that's a that's a cool thing. I made a, I made a song, or yeah, is it like, oh god, it's a, yeah, <laughs> a little it, bit of both, a little bit of both for sure. Because <laughs> on the one hand, that means I've done my job very well. On the other hand, it means like, well, great, this is gonna you know be the problem child of the uh, <laughs> of the music. Great, I brought in legal. Um, yeah. <laughs> w- would you say that in your experience, is it uh, what what percentage or ratio is like you developing temp music with like? tones and stuff like that, or finding a, a song that you're just putting in place? Um, I mean, it, it always is starting with existing music. So mm-hmm. it, it's always, you know, this came from, 
you know, hopefully not something as recognizable as like Titanic or something, but it comes from somewhere and then you, you know, chop it up, make it so that like, oh, this, this moment in the music where it has this sting, this like, you know, uh, big swell, I'm going to make sure that that lands on this character, like seeing something important or whatever. Sure. Inception. Um, Making sure it swells at the right places. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sorry, we fell in love with Temp Love. Uh, the next two prongs. <laughs> the next two prongs are demoing and then um, kind of a combo of mix and delivery. Um, demoing is when the composer is now brought on board and they're writing their original music and uh, sending it in for approval. So the director, the producers will kind of give notes like, oh, I like this, um, but I, I think it needs to have less strings or or it needs to start later. And mm. so you go through revisions, which going back to the temp thing, um, you can start to notice that a lot of revisions might say, I wish this had the feeling from the temp. I wish this, you uh -huh. know, gave us that feeling in this moment. And so- uh, It's their first love. There's there's heartbreak. Yeah, exactly. I, so hopefully they get they're, past they're it. Right, right, right. Um, pull, pulling back a little bit, just so that our, our listeners uh, can get a little bit more acquainted with some of your works, um, could you name off some of the works that uh, you've worked, you've done? Um, yeah, you can uh, find my name in the credits uh, as the assistant music editor in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Mm. Nice. Um, that was a very fun project. Uh, I was also the music editor on uh, an episode of Siren. I don't know if you've seen it's. Uh, on Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a number of things that I'm not credited for, so I'm not sure if I should really uh, yeah, huh. reveal, but I'll, I'll just say a number of shows that you will probably have seen. Um, What's what, what streamer, if potential, could you just say? Plenty of Netflix. Okay. All right. Plenty oh, of Netflix. Okay. We'll leave it there. Okay. We'll for leave sure. it there. For sure. I definitely want to know now. I definitely want to know. Paywall. Pay, this Patreon. is where, where Patreon the, four quarters. The, the knowing <laughs> Zoom would happen. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. So in in those, uh, you know, where did you find? I mean, is is it pretty much kind of like you find your groove with each show, each production, or is it sometimes in particular, you know, the two shows or the two projects you worked on, like one was a little bit harder in the temping part, or one was more difficult in the demoing part? Yeah, um, and also, like, at least in my experience, it's pretty rare to be involved in something from temping all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. Like, oftentimes, there are music editors who really specialize in temping, and so mm. that's just, they go from temp to temp to temp. Um, and then other music editors are more, like, they specialize in the mixing and the, the delivery aspect. Um, so, so even then, the like, the one job that's three-pronged could have specialized people for each one of those parts. Exactly. And uh, are you typically on doing the full thing or are you, do, are you doing one part or are you kind of interchangeable? We could do all, all of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of necessary to be able to do mm -hmm. any of those things as a music editor because, you know, sometimes when you're already in the mix phase, there will be, oh, we decided we want a cue here. And <laughs> uh, so then you're kind of going into the temping phase and just, you know, finding music that kind of fits here. And then uh, sometimes you'll either, they'll license a song or you'll take some of the music the composer has already written and then kind of, you know, chop it up and make it into something new, fit it somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the most part in what I've done, it's been uh, the demoing and the mix and delivery. Okay. Phase. All right. 
Um, now, as Josh mentioned, going from from uh, band to music editor, what did that journey look like? When when was the day that you were like, this is something I think I would like to do? Um, well, it kind of started with um, I started as an assistant to a composer, so not getting into music editing. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I kind of realized that writing music wasn't so much what I wanted to do. Like um, kind of the same thing with writing words. Like I I enjoy the editing more than being the creative force that's, you know, right. putting pen to paper. I'd, I'd rather be like, well, based on what I know about how things should feel, I think this change needs to be made. Um, I feel that's just a better role for me. So mm-hmm. I stopped trying to be a composer. And um, then I have several family members who are music editors and kind of just started uh, talking to them and seeing what their job is like, and it sounded like something I wanted to do. Yeah. So music has always kind of been in the blood. Oh, yeah, definitely. I For both sides of my family, uh, it's actually how my parents met. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they met in a band, so. His wow. mom actually sang on my album. Wow. For sure. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very, she's a good singer. Cool. Are, are your parents still together? No, they're not. Okay, I was going to say, Josh. <laughs> I was gonna say if she was, I was like Josh. She's she's a married woman, <laughs> but no, no, um, not that you're a married man. Just yeah. that she's. A married yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, forget you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Well, I'm I'm just trying to protect Will. Um. <laughs> so uh, I mean, was there? So you you transitioned from from writing music to assisting music and then going into music editing. Yeah. Was there like are are there particular films or shows that have just like the to you they're like oh this is this is how uh they should be this is how a good edit is done or you know or at least stand out to you in that in that regard um i mean there i like to think that it, on the music side of things it's it's best when you when you aren't really noticing it when you're not paying attention to that um i mean for someone like me just because of the necessity of the job i do always pay attention to music um in anything i watch but for for the viewers, I think they should not be thinking like, oh, the music here, you know, that that was a really clean blah, blah, blah. It should just be, that worked. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah, it's the cliche of if you're doing your job right, no one will notice. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I, I respect that. W- was there a score that, you know, got you to like, oh, I want to compose? Um, I really liked um, Social Network oh, um, back yeah. when that came out, just kind mm. of understated. and The walking I think to me, like just that opening scene with him walking back to his dorm, and then you hear it, and you're like, "Oh, for sure." No, I uh, I'm a sucker for people who uh, do sound design and aren't just writing music that then gets played by an orchestra. I mm-hmm. really like kind of the same reason why I like electronic music. Uh, I really enjoy the sonic mm-hmm. landscape more than the actual melodies. Um, Interesting. Uh- I want to I want to dive into that a little bit because I feel like you know just like with directors and celebrity directors now it's always like oh my god like let's say Dune um, that's a great movie blah blah and everyone's like Danny Villeneuve Danny Villeneuve but it's like it's it takes a village it takes a lot of people to do that sh- sure. absolutely I mean, with, that, with that specific example and based on what he just said there was a lot of not just music in that there was sound design too and, that yeah. was a part of the main that like that was one of the first things that I I noticed when it comes to sound and score is like. Oh, there's more to it than this. Mm-hmm. There is like a. In, in Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch, always get like all the. Atticus Ross. 
Alex Ross, right? Yeah. Uh, they always get all the all the the praise and all the stuff, and I, I just feel like you know she slipped into To Kill a Mockingbird. I, know, yeah. like, I, know, I was like, excuse me, um, but I was like, I don't know, like if that's if that's something that you guys you see as well, where it's like it's not just the composer, it's it's a lot more in that sense. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, every composer is different, um, but regardless of whether that composer is really into sound design or not, um, there is definitely a lot of uh, the sound designer and the composer working together. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I've worked on a lot of shows where, you know, let's say something's happening to do with aliens or something. Obviously, sound design is going to be a lot of weird alien noises and synths, and so... Bleeps and bleeps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so if that's happening, the composer needs to know, you know, can I put music here that is then going to distract from those sounds? Or, like, so you need to kind of work together to create one cohesive soundscape. Yeah. Anytime I have a, a client at the get-go, I always tell them that if you really want this to be... Like, I need the music. Like, I need, when you're sending me delivery or you're sending me the files that I need... I would like the the score in there because everything kind of goes back and forth. There was one project that you mentioned in my episode, Need Anything, where the composer actually contacted me and was like, hey, and that doesn't always happen with freelance, the freelance side of things. Um, and so it's score can inform sound design, whereas vice versa, it can inform the other side because they might be... Absolutely. They could be possibly working against each other. Mm -hmm. There could be times where it's like, like the old uh, cliche of less is more. It's like, oh man, you're just it's just muddying the the screen, and mm -hmm. it's just like I can't even, I don't even know what's happening right there. You know what I mean? So it's like that is the soundscape of a movie. All of the things inform and congeal and create that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that experience. Absolutely, and uh, definitely something that you said. Um, on the previous episode that totally applies to me uh, as well is dialogue is king. Yeah. Always. Um, even when, when temping, like you have to watch where the dialogue is and that really informs every aspect of what you do musically. Yeah. Mm. Um, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I think we kind of talked about it, but just kind of to break it down even more for anyone that potentially could be like, Oh, I want to, it's really fascinating of sound editing or music editing. So like, what do you think are like major pitfalls? We talked about temp love. What do you think are some of the major pitfalls with demoing? Um, I suppose, uh, it, every situation is very different, um, as a music editor, because some, you know, some people want to receive quick times so that they can see the music, uh, with picture other situations, they want you to send the music and then the assistant editor, the picture editor, will then cut it in. So when demoing, it's very important if I'm delivering a quick time to mix the music properly. Um, so a little bit of mixing, kind of like mm -hmm. a light version of what you would do. Um, I have to make sure it's never taking over the dialogue. It's never like the composer's intentions are being represented, but it's not like blasting and they're going to go, ooh, this sticks out too much. Not too you know? quiet either that you're missing exactly. key parts of the score. Yeah, so it's very important to make sure nothing goes wrong in translation so that when they're giving their notes, it's just based on what does the composer need to do to fulfill what they're seeking rather than, sure. oh, the music editor, you know, made this too loud and so I don't like it. Mm. <laughs> so Yeah, because like in, there are some there are some things that might fight with like the dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, there's even like certain sounds. Like I have a frequency chart on my um, 
on my wall. And it's like where the human voice usually lies, where mm. violins usually are. And so it's like sometimes when mixing, it's like these two things just like almost sound the same. Right. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's like a light chart. You need like t- particular lumens and how much you're gonna put on your key and fill and stuff like that. That's that's interesting. Um, I feel like just I, I I'm just so fascinated. I want you to kind of like just break down like the time frame and what it goes into because I think at this point it's a post production. Yeah. So you're on deliveries. You're on you're on deadlines. Like, and you're always on the sliding scale. Like you said, sometimes in, in the demoing you realize like, oh, we actually want this thing to happen right here. And you're like, okay, cool. Now we're back to temp. Um, what what would you say is kind of like the the variable time differences between shows and films uh they're they're very different um uh with shows it's usually a pretty quick turnaround so it'll be like a total of two weeks to do all of the demoing for one episode um and this is like an hour long a 30 minute uh for hour long long. yeah so two weeks to get the demoing done but they overlap so on that second week you're finishing up the demoing of this episode and starting the demoing of the next episode. So it's very important to be fastidious with your notes and, you know, making sure nothing gets lost in the shuffle. Um, But that's actually, I prefer that over film just because uh, I find that with film, you have a lot more time usually. Sometimes you don't, but... Right, right, right. But you usually do. Theoretically, you should. Exactly, you should. Uh, But a film is more, at least in my experience, someone's baby. So, like, the most minute little detail is being scrutinized. And so something that could be fixed on the stage very easily because it's just an issue of, like, oh, once we have stems, you can just get rid of this sound that you don't like. It's it's still going to go a full, like, getting back notes. The composer will redo it. It has to be perfect. Um, Mm, mm Because timing is a thing, too. Like, even down to frames. Like, sometimes where it's, like... I'm just going to throw out this this phrase that I use. I don't know if it's Fix something it that you frame. guys use. Oh. Uh, <laughs> frame fucking is a oh, phrase that I've heard you say really? that multiple times. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it applies. I don't know if I made this clear in my episode, but I mainly work in trailers. I have done a lot of film and whatnot, but every day I'm mainly working on trailers. So frames come down to it. And film hasn't as much, but there have been times where they're like, hey, can you move that over a frame? And I'm like, your mind literally can't tell the difference for sure no but i, I also want to give notes yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure no that's uh there's actually a, a story i i won't say the specific names but a story that my boss has told me this paywall is getting higher and higher. <laughs> i'm like, sorry yeah, yeah it is I'm, this is like those online journals like i got to pay five bucks to get the rest of the story <laughs> so but no please there's um like i had a famous situation where a mixer was told uh to make a change like that just like something that would be imperceptible and accidentally hit play uh, before making any changes and was told, great, that ah! fixed it. <laughs> my, uh, my audio Gotta teachers, love that, though, a little bit. My yeah. audio teachers used to say that it's it is there's a psychological thing that goes on during, you could make, like, even decibel, like, one decibel, you're, you're not really going to, like, turn that down a decibel, and you're like, so, you're hearing so there's, there's a psychological to, thing about it. it's why right. you're never supposed to ask like um for feedback on something uh, as far as like i mean you are in in a work environment like that but let's say uh i made a pilot for something like that and i'm just showing some friends if you ask for feedback they will find it well, uh, well yeah. even if they even if they didn't have any if you ask that specific question the brain I, goes i, I learned, want to fulfill that need i learned right. to send things i just go enjoy well no i yeah. mean and this is this is the thing <laughs> corporate client oversight happens all the time and people are going to ask really weird and dumb things but one thing that I have learned for all those corporate client people who are listening to this stuff a trick 
you know, especially if you are directing or all the stuff, and you do have a lot of answers and a lot of people ask you questions of like, is this good? Is this confirmed? Is it ready to go? Is it ready for delivery? All this stuff. Saying stuff like that, like move it back a frame, go up a decibel, are really dumb shit to say. Like, change it a great, uh, can you change the value of the pink by one? Like, no, say, I want it more pink. I want it more loud. Mm -hmm. I want it quieter. I Like, don't pretend that you know what you're talking about in these things. <laughs> Be just as direct as you can of what you want. And it's like, could you make the dialogue come out more? Could you make yeah be being specific? It is why I, yeah, go ahead. Because sorry. there there are sometimes that Bonnie and I laugh when we get a, a note on something and they're like, they could have just said, "Can you make it more purple?" We're dealing with audio. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very vague. Can yeah. you be specific? Could, like could I, you make it more triangle like? Well, there, it's like so one what? of the reasons I do like editing for Tom's stuff is he does he 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 has this really wonderful way of like communicating and 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 saying what he wants, but it's also still collaborative in that sense. So it's not a like, hey, can you turn this uh, contrast up by like 50 points? It'd be like, I, I need more. I want more contrast. black. I want more, yeah. I want more black. Yeah. I want the shadows. To, I want this And noir. then I go, okay, I'll do that in my way. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's uh, it's awesome. So, you uh, know, you find the, the jobs well, you like to work with. You, you also just, I mean, you get moments like this where people just, you know, like, snick, like laugh about it behind because it's like, you're asking for things that like, we know what you want, but you're using dumb language and you're trying to sound like you're a little bit more in the know than you should be like let the professionals do what it's like oh, okay it's like oh, okay what does that right. mean for me it's like you that's part of your job is to translate that stuff not for them to try to make a fake undecipherable crypt you know uh, cryptic right so. absolutely and that's that's something that I, I definitely deal with a little bit as as well as kind of bringing together the um the people giving notes and the composer, like, you know, the little go is, between. Yeah, yeah. It's more helpful when they say what they want to feel from the music rather than like, you know, maybe go to the third on that one or, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta like, ask just to bring it even a step further. When you get a, a, a project sent to you, what's, what is your approach to, to working on that? Like, do you watch it through first? Do you start fiddling while you're watching it right away? Or, or what's, what's kind of your breakdown? Yeah, definitely watch it first. Um, and then after watching it through, uh, going, going into the, uh, the files that I've received, which will be, um, an audio file for the dialogue, for the sound effects and for the music, and then, uh, creating, a, basically a spreadsheet that has all of the timings of where any bit of music is within the film or show. Mm -hmm. uh, and that actually even includes things as dumb as like, if a character goes like, la, 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 la. Like, I have to note that because if in the future, you know, they get sued because, oh, that was a song written by, you know. Yeah. Oh, Yo, yeah. It has to be notated. Um, so I'll get, get those notes done and then get that over to the composer. Um, or, I mean, in temping, there's no composer to get it right. to. But... Uh, yeah, then go from there, just cue by cue. Sweet. Mm. That's pretty straightforward. Because there are there certain parts that you find you still uh, really enjoy? Like for me with with editing, like I really enjoy the uh, putting the story together. And like I found that like I'm, I'm, I still, it, I don't want to say I don't enjoy the other pieces, but really getting all those raw files and like assembly. going through all the takes and assembling it all together is such a rush for me still <laughs> that sometimes I'll be like, I got to slow down. I got to go do the dialogue and I got to do the color. But for sure, there's still parts of that for you that, that seem to stick out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, creatively, temping is definitely my favorite. But as far as just feeling satisfied in the like getting into the workflow and then looking at the clock and being like, oh, so many hours have passed. Yeah, but I'm just enjoying myself, that would be the building, um, preparing for delivery to the mixer, 
once you get all the stems and just making sure everything is so neat and lined up exactly where it needs to be. Hell yeah. It just feels good. I love yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Could you break that down a little bit of making it neat and keeping everything lined up? Because for someone like me who, you know, doesn't want to hover over everyone's back and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, like, I, I, I literally say, these are my notes. Bye-bye. You're great. I'll see you in like a week. And then- yeah, is it like making sure things are labeled? That's it. Like so like that I want it like, what's, what's everything yeah. in line in terms of, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Labeling is, is key. Uh, partially just because of the delivery, which is the very end, you're going to be delivering this music. Um, and so you want it to be that your spreadsheet, the names are exactly the same as the files themselves. Okay. Um, and then all of your fades need to be identical and they're all based within frames. Uh, you want to stay in grid mode so that everything is, you know, on this frame, the fade starts and then it gets to the first uh Are you waveform. working in Pro Tools? Yes, Pro Tools. Um, to my knowledge, I mean, I'm I'm sure some music editors could work in something else. But I once worked on a, a project that the post guy worked in Logic, and I I totally was like, what? Yeah, but, but <laughs> it's possible. It has all of the tools. It has time code. It has right. the ability to do video. It's possible. It's but Pro Tools has been such it's, a standard for mm -hmm. so long. So that avid. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. Look, yeah. Apple is not there yet. <laughs> I've transitioned to DaVinci yeah. for all my other I, I, I love DaVinci. Lo oh, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, oh, my God, I love it so much. Great anyway, program. Another another episode. Um, DaVinci I mean, R Us, that's what we'll do. That's a that's a part of the, the process, and we didn't talk about it, is like, uh, and you mentioned it with being uh, fastidious. I like that word. Uh, with that's your like notes, a $5 word. With, like, <laughs> with notes and staying, like this part of the process is really, really important to stay organized because, because there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. There's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of, you have to think ahead and what if in a sense of like, what if this gets moved and what I'm, if this gets relabeled by accident? What if this mm -hmm. gets... Well, so it's like, and you also, to speak to what you were saying about being like a, a ninja, like in my, in terms of labeling, you want to make sure that the next person, whoever takes this over, yeah. can open it and not even have any questions, so to speak. And well, Does that absolutely, it needs to be self-explanatory. Um, uh, it's multiple times when I've been working, you know, as the assistant music editor with a music editor, um, there will be times when, uh, you know, he'll be handing something off to me that I've never looked at before. Yeah. And, you know, tells me specifically, oh, you need to make this change. And then the only way that that's going to be physically possible is if everything is labeled properly mm -hmm. and I can look at the notes and say this Somebody is at this time able code. To do, like, hey, just take that. And you're like, cool, yeah. I can do that. Exactly. Gotcha. I mean, and I would ask, is this, would you say, like, part of a, like, a craft of like this is this is the sign of a good editor versus like should this just be a normal thing right because it sounds like it's something that you guys keep you know have to keep tabs on and be mindful of and help be helpful in the process but it also kind of sounds like not a lot of people like there there are maybe some editors that don't do this um i i feel like if they do they're not going to work for very long uh but you know a, a composer for example has less of a responsibility to mm -hmm. do that kind of stuff. Like it's always nice to work with a composer who's like scientific and everything's always labeled the same, but it's not a job requirement. I've had several projects where a composer 
you know, they're sending the first version of a queue, but it's labeled V7 just because one of the queues they worked on that day was V7. So today everything is V7. And so oh, it was, oh, because when you're exporting, they might have accidentally not changed what was being exported. Right. And they just kind of like, oh, I'm just changing this part of the file name. And you're like, no, 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 the rest of the file name matters. Right. Um, so it's like, I'm curious about like organization because I feel like I'm speaking a foreign language when I mention this to some people. Hmm. <laughs> I, you like, I feel like I'm speaking a foreign language when I'm saying this to Tom. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, You're it's, so close. I was like, oh, man, it could have been great. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This is something that I'm very curious to get your point of view because this is something that I learned in audio school, and I do see it in my line of work, two pops. Oh, what, yeah. a, what a two pop is, oh, yeah, please. is, is a... Usually one K tone for one frame. You hear beep. I use it in our ad a, freeze. A K tone? Uh, one kilohertz. Uh, it's uh, the frequency that it is. Hey, this is nerd No, no, explain. I realize. No, you're right. Yeah. I realize that I'm using lingo. Um, and everyone. Just, ling no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> words. And everyone, everyone We're truly listening. lost. Everyone <laughs> listening. I'm not asking for you. I'm an idiot. Um, so I'm asking for well, myself. So a two pop is at, uh, usually it's at 58 uh, frames before the one minute mark mm -hmm. or 58 seconds. Um, it's just two seconds before the thing starts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it allows for post-production, it allows that that is your reference point for the front mm -hmm. and anything after that. And it, it lands to a two marker. You've seen it in movies. Yeah. You've seen a two come up on the yeah. screen and it's kind of left boop. in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it allows for sync. Um, and I'm wondering, does it play a lot in your your realm. Your oh realm. yes, everything has the two pop, uh, preferably at the start and at the end. Um, though I've noticed a pattern of less and less um, at the end pops at the end for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't um, actually. I've a few projects I've had a two pop at the end, but RIP. for sure. But yeah, that that I mean, sync is so crucial in every step of the process, and um, in fact, in demoing, it's kind of like a, a three-pronged approach where... Wait, wait, there's a three-prong in the three-prong? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How many prongs? Prongs within prongs within prongs. This is becoming very echidna-like. This is like, a three-prong three cubed. Yeah. So we're at, speaking, speaking <laughs> yes. of math. So within the cubed part of the three... Um, the demo will have... Um, I'll output it with the timecode embedded from Pro Tools um, and then also put the timecode in the file name, in the labeling... And then also several seconds before the music starts, I'll grab just a little bit of the dialogue track and output that with the music so that no matter what, it will be in sync. Like if if it's not spotting with the... You have a note. There is no way yeah. that this could be off. Like exactly. If you line these up just down a square... It's not my so the audio comes it, with it so they know that like that's exactly where well, well, the dialogue... What was the me. word? Vestidious? Yeah, right. Vestidious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> very vestidious. Because here's the thing. I mean, especially... You'll hear it more with dialogue uh, oftentimes of like being un not in sync. Mm -hmm. uh, you're seeing their mouth move, mm -hmm. but the words are coming out maybe even... With this, you do notice. You'll dialogue? see like, dialogue. Dialogue, you can super notice. You can see... Like, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so mad right now because my... I'm trying to figure out my TV and my mm -hmm. my stereo system, and there's a little bit of a sync issue, Ooh, and I'm like, "That's the worst." Where's it going on? What what's happening? Is is it the smoothing? Anyway, you can notice it because the human eye is looking at the the mouth and they're listening, and the things aren't lining up. So with music, you don't always, but right. sometimes sometimes the composer, the designer, or whatever will have something lined up on a certain layer. They're like, "No, this note needs to land on this word." Looking mm -hmm. at you, Christopher Nolan. I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I, I kind of want to. I I feel like we, we we've talked so much, and I love like all the very kind of nuts and bolts about uh the stuff. But I kind of want to take your personal philosophies uh, about things, and also like some of your takes on some films and stuff like that. Because you talked exactly sure. like, some lot some things have to hit on certain points. Um, and for some reason, Dune's really on my mind. But also, just let's let's pull let's pull back let's pull back from Dune. Uh, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I that paywall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, well, I mean, there's one fun story, and I want to hear your take on it. Okay. Where, uh, you know, I know I know you love the the DC extended universe. Oh, love it. I know. I know. I know. And and you think it's it's cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman versus Superman. I think he's maybe being facetious a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not being fastidious. I'm being facetious. Okay, gotcha. Um, very facetious. Um, there's a moment where Hans Zimmer was like, I don't know. It says Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL both composed the, mm. the film. And there's a moment that Hans Zimmer's like, I don't know when to put in the Wonder Woman track. Um, you know, she's going to fight. There's going to be a moment, but I have no good point to have it in. And then Junkie XL, this is the, the anecdote, an- anecdote from both of them that he said, just put it right here when she lands. And to your point of, you know, making everything, you know, crisp and nice and then also having things hit on a certain point mm-hmm. do you think those are like some decisions uh that are are treated you know obviously it comes down to the court of public opinion right of like do audiences res- resonate with that stuff but you know to your expertise is like just dropping a song right then and there like how many times has that happened or what are your, your thoughts on it's got to be a little situational but yeah yeah it's absolutely it's it's situational it, it depends on the tone of the project uh, it also depends on the music like is it a needle drop which is like you know a, a song mm-hmm. that's going to be playing. Popular in, song, yeah. Right. Edgar and, Wright. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, if it's like source, meaning diegetic, like in the world of the <sighs> film, like... Uh, Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've said diegetic and non-diegetic so many times, and I'm like, I'm, I, no one says that. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they do. They do. <laughs> I've had to say it too much on a project that I've recently <laughs> been working on, which was the most diegetic music in anything I've ever worked on by <laughs> far. Um was Terrence Malick film? <laughs> Can we? Because we're, oh, we're, we're saying explaining. words. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, diegetic uh, is... It's a, ex- how about you explain? Oh, you, yeah. are the, you are the expertise, please. Diegetic means that it exists within the universe on screen. Um, so, if there's someone's, you know, phone rings and you're hearing that, or radio, that's diegetic. Radio. The radio, if they're at a club, you know, things like that, there's not much room for creativity. It's the moment you're inside the club, you're hearing the music um, on that frame. Right. Uh, Lars von Trier, he uh, abides by this rule called the Dogma 99. And so uh, some of his films applied to that. And he tr- he says, like, this is the rules. You can't, uh, you can't use any special effects. Everything has to be in camera. You could do coloring and all that stuff. Um, even that would be considered a special effect. Um, but you have to use all, not- all diegetic stuff. And so, like some, that's a restriction. I think mm-hmm. Nymphomaniac is one of those, where like there is there is there's no score. And, yeah. There is right. just only radio. There's only the car and the train and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So no country for old men, mm-hmm. I believe, as well. I believe no score. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting that again, defined cool films that you know abide by that restriction. But anyways, so yeah. tone decision. Well, non non diegetic is. Score. Just to finish off yeah. that conversation <laughs> since we asked the question. Yeah, like Star Wars, that's all non-diegetic. That's, yeah. yeah. Doesn't the characters coming out of the Millennium the, Falcon's radio? Exactly. Like the yeah. Tauntaun didn't really cry. The characters within the movie are not hearing it. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. And Needle Drop uh, <laughs> refers to like a popular song of the day. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's... Easy... Um, it, it did w- say that. It would be a subgenre of non-diegetic, right? Uh, 
Yeah, exactly. It's it. I mean, my understanding is just that it's any like song that would be on an album that mm-hmm. you're. It's needle drop because it's like a vinyl record that you're dropping a so needle like, on. Creedence Clearwater. Anytime there's a. Well, <laughs> no, that, that being that's so like character walks into club. The club music starts emanating from the the club, right? That's one way of doing um, it. So that would be technically source. I mean, well, yeah, it can it can flip flop like in uh, the the first episode of the new season of Dexter, for example, that opens with a needle drop where Dexter isn't hearing this music. I think it's an Iggy Pop song. Um, But then it eventually gets to, he's in his car and then he is hearing it. So it is a needle drop, but it flip-flops from non-diegetic to diegetic. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, because non-diegetic could also encompass score and popular music. Well, the needle drop is typically a, a, a song. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Just means it's a song. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's the, you know, back in the day when we used to get CDs for movies, I loved that you used to have OSTs, original soundtracks, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you'd have the movie album. Yeah. And you'd have, yeah. oh, these are all the songs. So it's like, well, movie. American Graffiti is only needle drops. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Jordan Lucas, baby. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I kind of want to hear a little bit, some more, some takes, if you're comfortable. Uh, all right. With some, some films in particular of like, I think, yeah, I, I was like, we talked a little bit before we started the episode. And I was like, but I want to hear like, you know, we had Tom I think really had, wants to get past his paywall. Yeah, and it, and the, even <laughs> well, no, he came in and was like, I'm not doing a, this. I'm not going to do this, this, well, and this. So, so and the one Tom's the, like the one film, you. the yeah. one film that I mentioned before because I think you you mentioned it on a social media thing. I was just like, that's a very interesting take, and I and, and I think it's very cool that people who are interested in film get to hear like that. You know, there's all there's a YouTube series of like. VFX creators uh, react to VFX. Shout out to Crew. Nick Laurent. And there's like (laughs) chefs responding, reacting to chef movies and stuff like that. So like, you know, I I mentioned the Joker film and and the steps and all that stuff. And and I I kind of wanted to hear a little bit of your takes. But other things like that, if we don't want to do that, we could step on other things of like, that was good, that was bad, I would have done some different. Like, what what does it mean of like, oh, there's... Or why did it stand out? Yeah. For sure. Um, You know, I... I would prefer to just, uh, you know, I'll focus on things that I really do like yes, uh, rather than rag on anything. Because at the end of the day, if it's, you know, unless it's something that's just a mistake, technically, it is all just a subjective, like... We weren't there. We don't know yeah, how it went down. Exactly. Or it's a taste thing that we don't agree mm-hmm. with. Exactly. It might be the intended choice, just right. not something I and, agree and, with. And uh, I think there's there's part of it where uh, the conversation where you're like, oh, I can definitely imagine where there was an editor that was doing this, 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 this. And then some, right. someone's just like, just you got to put it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I will say that, uh, kind of relating to the discussing of needle drops, um, I guess I'll try not, I won't spoil anything, but in, in the premiere of the new season of Dexter, okay, um, they do something with the music, uh, that I have not seen before. Uh, I'm sure it exists, but I thought it was a really creative, um, decision where it was a lot of needle drops, just like needle mm. drop, needle drop, needle drop. And I was like, what the heck is this? Are they going in like a new direction for the show or something? <laughs> CW, baby. Um, but then it became clear, oh, wait a minute. Is this like part being of the storytelling? For storytelling. Interesting. Yeah. And then uh, at some point, score does come in and it's at a very specific moment. That I watched means it and a lot. I know what you're, yeah. And it, I thought it was a beautiful choice. Just really That's pretty fun. Cool. So, so they kind of snuck it in, and then you're like, "Oh, well, damn!" In that was, in that sense, it's kind of like uh, a silent moment, and then you don't notice the the score's not there. And then here it's like needle drop, needle drop, needle drop. It's like, and then you finally are made so clear where it's like I haven't heard a score. Yeah. Exactly. And then finally, we hear like 
this is the theme. Now we are in. We exactly. Are in. It's like, I'm oh, there was a reason. Dexter. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was a great choice, um, uh-huh. which isn't, you know, so much the music editing, but that is, you know, the way they well, chose to use music. part and parcel. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's and, in the and, same world. Would you say that's that's a writing thing, or how 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 do you, how how does that translate? Let's imagine if you had this job, and would you, do you how how would it have gotten to you? Um, I think that that's the kind of decision that gets made in what's called a spotting session, which mm. is a big part of being a music editor. Um, it's where uh, there's several spotting sessions that occur. There's one for the temp. There's one for the after the temp. It's where you all get together and watch the film or the TV show and make all the decisions about the intention of the music. Like, I think we should have music here because it will make us feel this, you know, I think this should be needle drops. And what if we just did only needle drops and then at this moment had the score come in? Like, so it's, it's kind of a big think group where you're all yeah. throwing ideas at the wall and seeing, exactly. So brainstorm uh, session. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I really dig that. Spotting actually. happens. And I mean, I've heard it on, Sound design, uh, even mixing, right. like there's a spotting se- se- session to watch it, and you're like, sounds like you just ran a mile. <laughs> that's a real, <laughs> that's a real Tom moment for yeah, you. That's good. We have so many clips of Tom doing something, and all of us going. Bah, 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 bah. Well, no, it's like the final, 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 final. <laughs> yeah, fi- 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 finale. Uh, that's cool. I, I did I, that. That kind of session got me really excited. Those are the kind of things I like in these creative processes. Is that session where everyone gets in a room. And just starts like throwing shit out there and seeing what sticks. And like, there are no bad ideas in that sense of like, right. let's hear it all. Let's lay everything on the table. Uh, and it's really cool that that's part of that job. It's not because I've been on 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 certain. Obviously, I've never done anything to the caliber of what the three of you have done. But in in the smaller projects that I've done, you know, sometimes as the editor, you just kind of get locked in a room and they go, "Great, thanks," and then they that's it. So it's 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 cool to hear that there's the opportunities to put in that that also creative. Because we're in a creative field. That's why right. we're all doing this. Is exactly. We're all creative folks and, and want to do share these ideas that we think would better the project, mm-hmm. uh, collaborate and work with people. So I Absolutely. like the spotting session thing. That, that, really, that really stuck <laughs> with me. That's the silly thing, but it got me. No, it is. It is, uh, And it's also one of the, you know, the, oppor- the biggest probably opportunity to be creative for the music editor, at least, because from that point, you know, musical decisions, the composer is God. Like, right. you know, you can talk to the composer and give an opinion and be like, oh, you know, I kind of wonder about this, but you never say, like, I think you should do this because that's way overstepping your whoa, rights. Whoa, whoa, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, not okay. Gotcha. There's part of me that feels like there's definitely people who do that, though. I've, I've seen um, one time an, a picture editor say to the composer, I really like the chord you use in this other cue with the blah, blah, blah interval. He's like, I think maybe it's an 11th or something. Maybe use that here. And everyone was just like, <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Just say that. Like, yeah. That's like responding K on a long text. Like, K. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, for sure. You're grave. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love doing so, that. So, <laughs> so what, what, what more? More. Uh, what more? <laughs> well, it's just very fascinating. More. I liked hearing kind of like, you know, you know, we talked a little bit beforehand, and it was just like, you know, oh, that's just, you know, it's this. When you see it's like done very simply, um, then you, you know, you can have an opinion and how, how that comes out. But again, I want to hear more of like things that you, that really, you know, inspired you or go like, oh, yeah. Or let me phrase it this way in a, in a way of like, uh, just to build on that also, if there are people who are interested in this kind of field, what are the things they should look out for like like that, that, that stick out to you, that, that have intrigued you? Um, look out for as far as uh, what they should do to Just get to into start, it or? yeah, gathering knowledge and like what what kind of stuff like is that's that a good at it. That's a yeah. good. 
Right, yeah. Um, I think that watching movies and TV is a, a really good thing. Um, and also listening to music that uh, is lauded for its production, understanding, you know, kind of what makes music work and what makes television work and then kind of bringing it together. Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of a... It's tough, yeah. It's an ephemeral kind of thing where you just like, you know this feels good or it doesn't feel good. Right. Um, That's why you're honing your tastes, right? You find out, find mm -hmm. the things that like what Tom said with... with uh, with that, with like directing and screenwriting with Carly, it's like find the things that that speak to you and kind of break them down and figure out. Well, okay, well, why? Why Precisely. do I like this thing? Yeah, and I'd say it's it's not about like music theory, for example, because uh, you know that's like a composer's world. But for a music editor, it's not about knowing, you know, so much like oh, this is the correct way to go from like this interval to that. It's it's more about like what emotion do I feel from what specific implementations of, yeah, exactly. More about the feeling than about the specific, um, technical aspects of music or of, of film. Um, I dig it. Yeah. No, it's good. I think there's something to it as well. Where like just getting into like the craft of it, like when, you know, again, I don't know all the terms, but I feel like there is definitely some definite artistry. That's like, when do you do this, this or that? Like what makes you different than another music editor and I feel like there's there there's that moment and that stuff and I don't know if there's a way to talk about that without spoiling some secret sauce and some you know some <laughs> you know special ingredients that you might have at your disposal but I feel like there's there, there warrants some conversation around that um yeah I, I suppose for me specifically um I would say that my approach which is heavily influenced by um the lessons I learned in electronic music production mm -hmm. that kind of gives me my own special like you know, I'll answer certain notes using things that I would have done when producing an EDM song, you know, like uh, different uh, little tricks with uh, pitching or stretching time. Not on the composer's music. Definitely not for that. But. <laughs> no, 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 no. We will <laughs> yeah, yeah. golden rule. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't mess with the, yeah, the composer's music in that way. Um, but yeah, definitely in temping. I would say that's where I have kind of a more unique uh, approach where I'm not so much just utilizing existing score, but also like layering things on top of each other, you know, putting in a filter that just takes like the mids from a loop of violins um, and then kind of like playing around with uh, a comb filter and letting it in a little bit and out a little bit just to give like a little bit more feeling to it. Um, Is there anything that you, you do that like something in the process that every time you get to do it, you're like, this is like, I love reverb tales. They're so easy, but sometimes when you can get a good one, mm. you're like, oh, hell yeah. This Absolutely. Sound dope. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's uh, yeah. I, I do plenty of that. Like um, there's a lot of times where you'll need to make a transition that just feels wonky and um, being able to pull it off with, you know, just the simplest of tools so that it's not ruining anything like, like, for example, using a reverb tail at the end of some phrase and then um, then sneaking in the incoming cue and finding a way to make it feel organic. Um, that always feels great just because it's like that. That would have sounded terrible if I had not yeah. uh, spent the time. <laughs> to and you work look around that. and you're like, oh, I'm by myself. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, that is the life of an editor yeah. a lot of the time. 
Uh, so typically, you said in the in the process of TV and film, it typically takes like two weeks for the 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 temping and the demoing for TV. Um, how much collaboration or what time frame is it that you typically meet like Josh? So like when it comes down to the mixing and delivering, yeah, it all it all kind of comes to a head once all the music is final, and then the composer sends their music to a mixer um, to get it out into stems, and then from there, I I build it all. Um, and then send it over to someone like Josh. And, Hi, Josh. Um, <laughs> and then from there, um, I go to the stage, the mixing stage, and um, sort of just make sure that the composer's intentions are being properly represented uh, whenever there's a question about how something needs to be mixed. Um, and also there's just stage fixes that need to happen where like, oh, we need to find something to make this feel a little bigger and then... You go looking through all the stems and like, oh, there's a little riser here. I'll throw that in, send it over to Josh, and then he, he puts it in. Um, and that takes like a week. Okay. Um, it can go fast. longer. Um, and then another week for the like for them to do the, the printing, um, get the print master ready to go. At which point that's delivered to me, and then I get all the precise timings of what is in the final product, like because that's money, so it's this song was here for this many seconds, so someone gets paid this much money. Then I do the very fun part of uh, going through and noting who's getting paid and who their publisher is for every music, baby. And um, yeah, that's then input that into Disney's or whoever's uh, database so that people get their money. It's very nice of you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do what I can. Um, and then I guess lastly, kind of just rounding it all out, what would be kind of some of your like dream projects? I know, I mean, I feel like Jay and Silent Bob reboot's pretty awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And I, I felt good about doing something that I, you know, recognize, which for me, the biggest kind of thing that I have wanted to do for a little while would be a Star Trek of mm. some kind. I'm, I'm a big Trekkie. I would love to do. It would take uh, you a few minutes to get prepped before you dug into that session. You'd be like, I'm about to, I'm about, I mix, okay. uh, <sighs> exactly. I mentioned yeah. in my episode when I, uh, I got to mix the international trailer for Halloween kills for and sure. they told me what I was doing. And I was like, I mean, international trailer isn't like the main trailer, but it's still, it's getting close. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I totally. I got this. Yeah. Don't, you like, guys don't even worry. <laughs> I got to mix something uh-huh. for, for, um, pretty large thing for a Marvel thing mm-hmm. and i was like yeah yeah, yeah man mm. yeah i got it and then you uh, hang up and then pass do out. you have new pants <laughs> please you're gonna have to delete this once you're done wow cool um sweet yep <laughs> and just like i guess piggybacking off that uh with star trek do you notice any particular edits or or or, or good awesome cues that you've seen uh it, from season to season i feel like you know you can definitely see like, each different actors, different performances, different sets, different ships, different storytelling, different. So you could see like each part what of that. What else is different? I want to see in terms of the music, <laughs> the writing, the lighting, the, the budget, the, yeah. the crew. Yeah. The- <laughs> so like that kind of stuff. Like what? what I, I just again, I'm just like very fascinated. Like oh, what what do you what do you hear? What do you see? What yeah. do your elf eyes see? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a big change from like the uh, the older series like Star Trek: Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. Um, even Enterprise, where that was a lot more old school television, mm-hmm. less like because modern TV is almost Cinema. kind of filmic yeah. right. nowadays. Like, um, but I I really like the music in Picard in mm. particular um, 
there's some things that Jeff Russo, the composer, uh, did with tying multiple pieces of different themes together um, that really just kind of made it feel like a cohesive part of the show, um, which, you know, you probably wouldn't notice if you're not trying to, but... Um, but you it's, do. It's in your way. You, do. You, you, you definitely do. And <laughs> yeah, that, for sure. that's the thing, like you're changed forever. And that's why I'm like, I want to know what you like for me. Like we, we talked about an episode a while ago of like, I notice like visual things sometimes. And I'm just like, uh, I'm kind of cursed in that way where it's like, I just yeah. see it where it's like, I, I know what's happening. I see where the camera's going. I was, I was watching uh midnight, midnight mass on mm-hmm. uh, Netflix a little bit ago. And it's, it's horrible. Cause Bonnie works in the um, industry too. And we'll pause Chuck something and be like, Oh, that was a bell suck. Oh, good bell suck. Remember that. <laughs> or you're like, oh, that was a good... Su- oh, they probably did that for the... D- Remember that. What's That's a bell a, suck? Oh, it's a bell. And then it it's a, a reverse bell. Like if you took the bell sound, you hear a bell, reverse it. You'll hear it in music a lot with cymbals. Mm-hmm. A lot of people a like symbol. to do a crash cymbal, then reverse it so that it builds and then... Whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there's an initial hit of something. I just realized I'm the only non-music person in this room. So, like, <laughs> so I'm like, sorry. Uh, no, no, it's totally fine. But that's the thing where it's like, I think what we're doing here in this show allows audience members like me who are just like, I don't know anything about music. But then every guy, all you guys have a lingua franca. You guys are able to talk about things. And I think that allows for like a cooler, concentrated discourse. And then you have someone like me who's like, what is, what is, what are you talking about? <laughs> I f- I'm sure that you get this sometimes too when you realize that you're speaking with somebody that's not a music editor or not somebody that works in post and you're like, Hi. like we just did on the episode where it's like, I'm sorry, diegetic? Where it's like, For sure. and you're like, I'm sorry, I made it sound cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just the lingo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's an actual phrase and stuff like that. And so, I mean, like when, you, when we, I think even to a more layman standpoint, it's like when you say the frame. Like what? So in every second, there's 24 frames. Unless it's shooting on 30, then you know, like 30 frames per second. And then we do super slow mos. You have 60 and up. So it's like those things that people are like, oh, I didn't realize, and I don't want to discount the intelligence of our audience. But like those are just some things that you never realize. Like a bell suck. I'm like, what? And then some audience members are like, Tom, Tom's an idiot. I'm like, I am. You know, so it's like I want to know these things. I, I forget that it's not. It's a mise en scène. <laughs> it's not even like mise en scène's important. And I'm glad that you said the word filmic because I have brought that to our other show, Capes Crusaders, and they're like, "What the, the filmic?" I'm like, "It's a real word, guys." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am the film, and that was my nickname, the filmic. The but, filmic, amazing. Yeah. But you're you're saying, Josh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I was just like, like I just forget that there are some with anything, with music, with editing, with even in retail or whatever, you realize that you learn these words and you just like, you're just using them in every day. And then you're like, oh, that's lingo. I forget that I'm learning. Now they're, they're quick phrases. Cause mm-hmm. we can be like, oh yeah, frame, do the, do the thing and whatever. But I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember every time I talk to my grandma and I go copy paste and she goes, what? And I go, <laughs> 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 yeah. that's right. Command C, you right. command V. Yeah. <laughs> What's command? Anyway. It's there to mess with the well, PC users. <laughs> thank you so much for coming by today, man. This my was pleasure. awesome. This yeah. is great to dig into that. I hope you didn't hate it. No, it's quite <laughs> nice. Yeah, That's <laughs> quite nice. <laughs> and I want to ask, because we've had this kind of thing where with all of us, uh, we didn't feel like we actually talked about as much as we could have. Where do you oh, feel? Oh, I agree. Like- yeah, there, I'm like, oh, I didn't touch on that, and I didn't touch on the... But- what, what so, like- part two! <laughs> oh, oh my saying, God. Not 90% untouched? Uh, maybe well less than ninety. Okay, but okay, okay. Hey, hey, Eighty-seven. 89. <laughs> I think, I think we're getting better. Yeah, the better joke. We were getting. We were getting. We're getting better. I think before you were like ninety percent didn't get touched, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Same. There's, there's so. I mean, I feel like a hundred percent of mine hasn't got touched yet. <laughs> yet. We haven't. At the point yeah. of this recording, we haven't recorded mine yet. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the thing is that there's so much uh, 
the word got thrown about in Carly's episode, nuance. There's a lot of things that go into it. And it's like, we could focus probably on one of the prongs and get a full episode yeah. of, of your thing and, and get that's what I want and good examples and like, and stuff like that. Like, and for me, it's like, well, I could talk about this and this and Oh, the actual like stems. We could talk about stems. Yeah. Could, I what could is geek. stem for the audience? Oh yeah. Oh, we I forgot re- to say, yeah. What <laughs> it's the individual tracks. Like, you know, if you have a band, then there's the guitar that by itself is one stem. The drums by itself is another stem. And why is and it called the thing, stem? Is it the stem is it's, it's everything on one. So like, if you record like drums, a tree branch? yeah, like I'm on one. If like when you when you record drums, there's a lot of microphones all mic'd, and a stem is all of that down into one track. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'll have a sound effects stem. Sound effects, there's there might be upwards of sixty to a hundred sound effects tracks. Sometimes music. I mean, I've worked on a trailer that had eighty music tracks mm-hmm. because it's all of the violins and the drums stacked and flutes, flutes, saxophones, yeah, yeah ukulele, timpani drums. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just gonna keep naming until you uh, stop me. <laughs> I get to eighty. Yeah. yeah. So uh, transformers. So it's all down <laughs> into one track. So it's like a movie. A movie could be just you have a dialogue stem, sound effects stem. Uh, and even that could be, there could be a background stem, which is like, you hear the park, birds, you birds and background and, and water. Each stem cars is a little world of their own. Yeah. Because with all of. the drums. Because you're saying sound effects stem. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> well, hey, look, hey, look, I'm, I'm trying. This album's never good at school. Um, because you're saying sound effects. And it's I, more of a thing that I could show visually. Yeah. Like it's, it's really like I could show you, I could open up a session oh. and show you like, that is the sound effects stem. And it's, I wish... Man, that's a really good like exercise. So everything in the frame, Tom. There's Thank foreground. You. There's a background. That's called has a- literally meso <laughs> Literally the meso well, Everything in the frame. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, it's just like it's it's important to um, it's important to appreciate the creatives that go into the things that we enjoy and the things that we watch because. They're magicians. They're, they're magicians. They're focusing <laughs> on that thing that they do right. and they do it really well. And I appreciate you. Will. Really good at that. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you and Josh awesome. because you guys work together. We'll all make we something haven't someday. One day. Yet. Have you guys it would not? Be nice. No, we haven't. What well, well, I feel we, like we get to get each other because it's. I think we're both really organized people. That'd be like, yeah, cool, got it. Yeah, you it would, guys can it would deal go well. With I think. Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it to you like like here you go. Here There's you. the. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody at home, thank you so much for watching. Feel free to send any questions over to us and we'll send them to Will and answer them on future Nerds Explained. Uh, yeah. Reach out in the Discord. We we love answering questions over there. Uh, remember that we also have our other weekly show, The Nerd On Update. Uh, that can always be an extension sometimes if you want to submit questions. Uh, Please do. On- God, do not test me on this. <laughs> <laughs> Nerdon.tv backslash questions. You can submit questions there for the Nerd On Updates. Uh, all of the stuff, all of the things that we throw out, linky links, nerdon.tv has all of those links there. Uh, you can find everywhere that we are, we're on uh, everywhere podcasts can be heard, we're there. But our website is the greatest place that you can go to that has all of that information in one place. So check it out. Do share us with your friends and family. That is how we legitimately grow. Consider joining that Nerdon Nation. It does allow us to upgrade our content and keep doing this as much as we do and just to keep doing it for as long as we have. So, yeah, we appreciate you listening. Thank you, Will, for joining yeah, us. Yeah, this My was pleasure. awesome. Thanks Always for having me. great Bringing having you on the show, man. Uh, but do that's you, it. Do you have anything to plug? Anything oh, yeah. Uh, no, just 
uh, yeah, keep, so keep music editors employed. Keep Woo! watching TV. <laughs> and, and watch that Dexter. Yeah, it's, watch Dexter. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, but that's it. You know the drill. As always, nerd on. He did the thing with us. <laughs>